Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, Ask the Experts. Our weekly podcast and video show offers Shopify's ecosystem of brand owners, store developers, app providers, investors, and marketing agencies, insights from case studies and discussions with marketing and e-commerce experts. Grow faster with tips, tricks, and proven strategies and learn what's new in e-commerce digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan. I'm your show host. I'm also the Director of Business Development for Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I'm excited to welcome you to today's show. Today's topic is hyper-personalization through AI and how that will be the key driver of Shopify store revenue growth in 2022 and beyond. Our guest today is a former product data scientist at Twitter. He's also the co-founder of Aptio, and he'll be joining us to explain more about he is about how he is using AI to help drive this personalization for his clients through his new role at Aptio. I'm excited to have him here and welcome him in just a moment. Before I welcome our guest to today's show, though, I want to take a minute and remind you that all of this invaluable information is brought to you by Engage. And we are super excited at Engage to officially announce that as of May 2022, we have indeed launched our newest app, SMS Messaging for Shopify Stores. We're really excited. It is available. If you want to check it out, you can check it out at www.engage.com. And you can check it out and even try a free demo. All you have to do is put your cell phone number or any cell phone number for that matter into our demo right on the homepage. And then you can hit text me and it will send you all these cool automated texts and you can kind of give it a try. And if you decide to sign up for our free trial, to kick off our rollout, we are actually offering a 30-day free trial. And with that trial, you get 500 free messages. So you can take our SMS messaging app for a test drive. Super, super cool. We're really excited about that. Visit us at www.engage.com to check it out. And just a quick reminder, you may be asking yourself, well, why do I need SMS marketing? Why do I need SMS messaging for my e-commerce business? The answer is really quite clear in the numbers. Right now, SMS marketing has about a 98% open rate compared to email marketing, which is about 20%. That means if you're not using SMS messaging and SMS marketing, things like automation, things like promoting your products, things like building customer lists are all opportunities that you're really leaving on the table, right? And what's so great about our app is you don't need a technical staff. It's super easy to integrate with your already existing marketing campaign. And we're going to learn more about AI and how to do things like automation and personalize your experience for your customer um, with our guest today. So I'm just going to go ahead and bring him in. I'm super excited to introduce you to today's guest who's joining us from New York. His name is Shanif Danani. And Shanif, Shanif, if you don't know Shanif, you need to. Shanif is, as I mentioned, the co-founder and CEO of Aptio. Aptio helps e-commerce brands personalize their marketing campaigns by predicting what their customers are going to buy next. Hmm, this is going to be interesting. Prior to Aptio, Shanif was the lead engineer and head head 
head of analytics at Tap Commerce and a New York City-based ad tech startup that was also acquired by Twitter. Most recently, he was a data scientist and software engineer at Twitter, where he worked on a variety of products across advertising, analytics, and machine learning. Before Tap Commerce, Shanif was a software consultant at Booz Allen. He does have his BS in computer science from the University of Virginia and also an MBA from NYU's Stern School of Business. And if those facts and roles weren't impressive enough, I do want to share a fun fact about Shanif, and, and that's that he's gotten up close and personal with lions in Africa. Uh, he specifically said he basically had the opportunity to walk with some lions and almost get into like a little rumble with them. So Shanif, I want to welcome you to today's show. Thank you for giving us your time and being a guest expert. I know we're going to get into AI and personalization and all the stuff that people are joining us to listen in for, but let's talk about lions in Africa. What a cool way to get introduced on a podcast. Tell me more. Where in Africa were these tame lions or wild lions and Tell me everything that happened. This is fascinating. <laughs> Hi, Marissa. It's it's so great to be here. Um, as you were going through my intro, I realized how old I am now. But uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely happy to talk about the lions. That was fun. Um, basically, right after I, uh, I think it was right after Twitter and right before I started this company, Aptio, I was like, hey, I need a break. I need to go do something interesting. So a buddy of mine and I, we, we jumped on this tour where we basically went around five of the countries in the southern tip of Africa. And we did all sorts of kind of, um, you know, rough and tumble sort of living out in the open, definitely a few safaris. Uh, but one of the things that we had the opportunity to do, and I, I don't remember, I think this was either Zimbabwe or Zambia. They have this, um, this, this center, this organization that basically raises lion cubs from, uh, you know, birth until they become not quite uh, adults, but pretty, pretty far along. And they allow visitors to go on literal walks with these lions. So you have to carry a stick. You, you have to carry a big stick. And they train you to basically interact with these lions. So if they get more than about, I think, one or two feet from you, you have to smack the ground with the stick. And basically, they're trained to back off. Um, but they're walking two to three of them at a time, just, just in the safari, in the jungle. Um, and then, you know, occasionally, these lions, just being just big cats, start you know, messing around and playing around with themselves, kind of uh, roughhousing. And so they're doing this right in front of you. And you're kind of like, oh, my God, am I going to get caught in this or not? Um, and so it was just a really interesting experience. 99% really cool. 1% like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? <laughs> it's like I'm excited, but I'm also terrified at the same time, right? A little bit, a little bit. Hey, be actually a good way to describe uh, what some of your clients are feeling, right? When they are talking about or thinking about or budgeting for and planning their marketing campaigns, right? Um, let's talk a little bit about your role right now at FTO um, and what you're helping your clients uh, to achieve. I know we talked before the show, your clients are really e-commerce brand owners and e-commerce brand marketers. What are you helping your clients currently achieve through FTO? Well, you know, I am a I'm a data geek at heart. Like I love sort of AI and stuff like that. And so what we're trying to help them do is uh, at, at, at its very core, help them grow sales. But if you take a step, uh, one step in, what we're trying to do is help them really personalize their marketing campaigns, whether that's um, email or paid social or SMS. We're helping them create the right messaging for the right person so that um, they're able to drive more sales by showing somebody the right product for example, or giving them the right offer 
rather than just producing more generic messaging that doesn't necessarily resonate with their customers. Very, very awesome. Well, I'm excited you're here because we have had several different, you know, topics and conversations this year through our podcast and video show. And one thing we haven't touched on too much is the topic of AI. So when you agreed to come on the show as a guest and you were open to talking about AI, we were like, absolutely, let's do it. So without further ado, let's dive into today's topic of AI and specifically talking about hyper-personalization and how that's going to be a key driver of Shopify store growth and revenue in 2022 and obviously beyond. Now, these are just a few bullet points I know that you want to get to today, Shanif. So obviously, if there's other things you want to add during our talk, feel free. But these are some great, you know, key places to start when we're looking at how AI can be used. So of course, we're going to talk about how AI can be used to predict customer behavior. We'll talk a little bit about how you can automatically segment customers based on a variety of demographic and past pur purchasing behavior. And we'll also talk about how you help your, your clients to identify cross-sell and upsell opportunities. Because if you think about it, one thing that we have learned during the course of our series this year is it's one price to acquire a new customer, and it's often a lower price to continue to have, you know, invest in that customer so that they continue to purchase, right? Versus trying to get another new customer. So I think personalization is a really big key factor when it comes to retaining your customers and also upselling, like, like you mentioned, yeah. upselling and cross-selling the customers you have is, is a much better use of your resources than constantly just trying to find new customers. So let's dive into the topic of AI. What, what are some of the, um, you know, key things that you feel e-commerce brand owners and marketers need to know about AI before even considering yeah. having it a part of their marketing campaign? I think um, it's, it's funny. It's a good question. I think the first thing is just making sure when you think of AI, you're not thinking of these big robots and Terminator walking around, right? Um, that's because I think that's, that's what a lot of people are thinking about these days, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so, and at its core, AI is math. It helps you find patterns. And so you as a brand owner uh, can use AI to basically find patterns and trends that can help you grow sales. Um, we've applied that to the world of marketing. And so, you know, what we do is um, we think that it's really important to send somebody a message that is actually going to convert. Because like you said, today you've probably seen, I'm sure you've probably uh, encountered issues with some of your customers who are trying to run better paid social ads and you know maybe Facebook ads, and they're just running into all sorts of roadblocks now. And the reason is because where Facebook used to have really good data before, where their AI was really able to find good um, opportunities, now with the iOS updates, they don't have as good data, and so the AI doesn't work. And so you as a brand owner, uh, you've got some great data at your fingertips. And so you can use uh, AI that's, that's sort of specially made for you to grow sales. Now I'll talk a little bit about how we think about that, but there's tons of different AI tools out there. Um, when it comes to marketing specifically, and maybe you know we can start with cross-sells and upsells. If you are basically showing somebody a product that makes sense to them because of something that they either bought in the past or they were looking at that product, they're just so much more likely to buy it. Um, now the hard part is doing this at scale. So you've got tools that do this on your website where you as a human literally couldn't sit there and click the right product for the right visitor to your website. So you have AI do it. 
Uh, but the trickier and sort of more interesting parts are on marketing tools like email, SMS, um, even paid social. So I guess I'll pause here before I jump into the details, Marissa. Does that you know make sense? Like how do you how do you even think about AI? I think is the best thing to keep in mind first. It's not some magical system. It's not a robot. Basically, just helps you find patterns and trends. Does that make sense at the highest level? That does make sense. And I think you're right. You know, it's funny that we joke about it, but so many people think of AI as robots, right? Or as like Big Brother with like some sort of like listening device, right? Kind of like getting into your your um, getting into your brain through your activity. <laughs> yeah. Part of that's like a little bit true, but I mean, there's definitely um, a lot more to it in terms, like you said, it's math. It's almost like algorithms. It's looking for patterns. It's it's almost, it seems like it's a whole series of different things yeah. rolled up into this beautiful package that we can call AI. Um, but it makes sense. It makes sense that if you use AI and all these patterns and algorithms and trends to look at what your customers are currently doing, and you take that data and then apply it right into your marketing strategy, automation, SMS marketing, all those things you mentioned, it makes sense that you are going, it's almost like, it's almost like you're saying you're listening to your customer, right? Like it's, it's the best way to think about it. It's more personal. It's yep. like, hey, I saw you bought this, and this is like an add-on thing for this product that goes really well with what you just bought. It's like you're almost AI almost gives you the opportunity to almost act as though you're you like yeah. are the friend of your customer, like you're looking out for their best interests. It's interesting. Interesting. Well, continue, yeah. continue. I like, I love how you said that. Uh, it is very much like talking to somebody who, you know, um, and so that's yeah. where we try to, that's where we try to use our AI to help these brand marketers create that sort of messaging. And so there's a few, there's a few different ways you could do it. Um, at the highest level, you know, you just want to make sure that you find a group of people who are going to be responsive to a certain message. And so that's a little bit vague. So what does that mean? Uh, there's a lot of different ways to identify a particular group of people and what they're going to respond to. One of the ways you could do that is, um, are these people even likely to come back to your store and purchase? You might be surprised to find actually most of the stores that we work with, um, more than usually more than half of their customers only by one time. And most e-commerce stores make all their money off of what we call sort of the big spenders or the whales, the folks who only buy, maybe they, they're only like 5% of your customers. And so you can find these groups of, you can find basically people who are your whales and you should be separating them out from people who maybe are never likely to come back unless you give them a huge discount or you make some special efforts. And so that's one area where AI can help. It's actually pretty straight, straightforward and simple. Um, but then you can get even more sophisticated and you can get down to maybe the most extreme level, which is maybe you use AI to create, to actually create your email campaigns, create your SMS campaigns, time them so that they get sent out at the right time. Mm. And then within those campaigns, you actually show somebody the top three products that they're likely to buy. And it's customized for each person so that, you know, what I get in an email campaign is very different than what you get. And this is actually what we, you know, help brand marketers do. Uh, and when you do something like this, the click-through rates of your emails go way up, the click-through rates of your SMS messages go way up, and then more importantly, the conversion rates go up because you're showing somebody the products that they care about rather than maybe your best sellers, you're showing them the long tail. Um, and AI is really good at picking out the long tail of products when you've got you know thousands or hundreds of thousands of customers and tens if not hundreds of products. Uh, you as a human would need to go through this really crazy Excel spreadsheet and do all this crazy math to figure out, okay, 
you know, Marissa likes X, Shanif likes Y, but the AI can figure it out and then it can help you automate your marketing by basically putting in the products that each person cares about dynamically. So there's a bunch of different extremes um, and that's kind of where we help with. Does it, you know, kind of help in terms of marketing and automation, at least at the highest level? Absolutely. I think that was a great example too, when it came to, when you came to like describing how it can be personalized and why that is going to lead to more sales. It's very obvious to me. It's like, if I wear a size small, but you've got a, a medium shirt, that's your best seller. I, if you're going to email me about, Hey, I've got these three medium shirts that are only available in medium, but there are best sellers, but they're only available in medium. Marissa, I think you're going to love them. I'm over here going, well, wait, all I've ordered from you all year long is size small. Clearly I'm not going to order this medium. You know what I mean? So, you know, taking the time to put the AI piece into the personalization puzzle certainly makes sense that it's going to also, you know, lead to more growth and even separating your consumers based on how much they buy or how much they spend yeah. is, is obviously just, I mean, it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's crazy that we have this technology if you think about it. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I think back to like when our, our parents, our grandparents were shopping, everything was brick and mortar. You could, I'm sure sign up for, you could sign up for the JCPenney catalog, right? You could get on a mailing list for actual snail mail. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure there was some sort of, you know, inner workings. I'm sure JCPenney did potentially keep track of top spenders, but, you know, I think their campaigns were very generic, you know, oh, here's the Mother's Day coupon, right? Here's yeah. the, the holiday catalog. They, they didn't have the ability to do what we can do now and what e-commerce brands can do now. It's pretty fascinating. Do you I, find I do you find most of your clients, your e-commerce brand owners and marketers, do they know a lot about this when they come to you know a company like yours for guidance? Or is this something that they know they should be doing but don't know anything about yeah. it? Yeah, it's funny. The world of e-commerce, I think, is is just now getting into thinking about data, not even AI, but just, hey, how do I use my customer data to make a better decision? And so most of the folks who work with us, unless they're a really big sort of well-known brand, are mostly worried about, hey, my sales growth slowed down this quarter, or hey, these guys, you know, this was working before, but it's not working now. How do you guys sort of help us? And then we say, well, you know, we can use your customer data to do, you know, to improve your open rates and your conversion rates, or we can help you use your customer data to lower your ad spend. And they're like, oh, cool. Okay. Tell me more. Um, and then we, I actually tend to only bring in the AI piece sort of towards the middle or the end of the conversation, because these folks are mostly concerned with, you know, their source growth, their sales, trying to figure out how to optimize their spend. Um, and they haven't really looked that deeply into using an AI system to do that for them. Now they are. Now they're sort of saying, oh, hey, I, I've heard about this system or, hey, I heard you guys can do this or this. Can you tell me more about that? Um, and I think customers now, especially maybe the smaller brands, are just now getting educated. I think maybe the larger brands have known that they should be doing personalization for a while, but they just haven't had the tools. They haven't gotten to it. Uh, most brands don't hire their own data scientists. Uh, which is, you know, good for companies like ours because we can come in and sort of plug into your existing tools like an SMS app. We can plug into your existing store, kind of bring all the data together, figure it out, come up with the recommendations, and then send it back out to your SMS tools and your email tools. So long answer, you know, I don't want to ramble, but 
essentially most folks are just now figuring out they should be doing something like this. And we sort of help them figure out what's the best way to apply uh, AI to their data. When you start working with one of your clients and we talk about this idea of segmenting their customers, where do you normally start? Do you start with demographics? Do you start with spend? Do you start with how long they've been a customer? Is there a place that you feel, you know, is it one size fits all? Or is is that even the answer to that very specific based on the company or the brand or the industry that the brand is in? Where do you start? It's, it's, it's super interesting. It's, it's a really good question. Um, when you think about segmentation, you know, what are you actually trying to do? You're really trying to make sure you're sending the right message to the right people. And so there's a lot of different ways you could send a right message. What, the way we've done it is we actually, uh, Marissa, we do pretty much everything you just said out of the box. What our product does is it basically predicts a lot of things about you. Predicts like, okay, are you likely to buy this product? Are you likely to buy this one? But it also does things like, hey, when was the last time you purchased? Or how much are you spending? Based on all this information, it creates a bunch of automatic segments for you. Now, some of those segments are related to, uh, are you familiar with the RFM framework, uh, recency frequency monetization? Pretty interesting framework thinking about how you can segment your customers based on those three key aspects, uh, recency, frequency, monetization. We'll create segments for all of those three aspects, but we'll also add segments for things like, okay, you're likely to buy, these 10,000 people are likely to buy this red dress, 5,000 people are likely to buy these shoes, uh, 45,000 people are likely to buy from this category of products. So you as a brand out of the box get anywhere from you know 30 to 15,000 segments. Now, the hard part wow. is using them properly. Right. Yeah. The hard part is using them properly. So what we do is we try to make it super easy for you to know what, what do you even do with these segments? Uh, well, if you're somebody who's never, who hasn't bought in the past three years and you're part of what we call our at-risk segment, then we're going to help you send a discount to these people because they're not going to come back. Uh, but if you're somebody who's likely to buy this, this you know, giant sofa for like 20, you know, $20,000, we'll work with you to set up an email campaign that targets you and then supplements that with a Facebook campaign. Um, so again, you know, the way we think about segmentation is you as a marketer, you need to be able to make sure that you're selling your products, that you're um, targeting people, that you're not spamming them while you're doing it, that you're not sending, you know, hundred messages a week. And so what we do is we segment, we segment your customers on different ways. And then you get to choose which way you want to look at these segments and how you want to use them. Um, and so, it's a really interesting question, you know, Marissa, we started with a lot of the stuff you talked about, which were um, demographics, which were who, who's a big spender and who's not. And then we just sort of, as our customers have asked for more and more features, we've added these new ways of looking at segments um, over time. Wow, this is so interesting. It's, it's pretty incredible because now from a consumer standpoint, listening to you share how you help your clients to achieve, right, the segmentation opportunity and the different segments that there are as many as there are. I'm thinking now back to emails I've gotten from clothing companies or, or beauty products going, well, gosh, never mind the ads that pop up that are geared towards me, but like even these email and even SMS campaigns, discount codes, like I'm thinking back now to like how I fit into all these different segments yeah. based on different brands and based on how much I purchased or how I bought one time and said, oh, I'm never going to shop there again. And oh, that's why I got the discount code. It's, it's all very fascinating, but it makes so much sense because as you, as we really started the show off talking about it, 
it makes the customer feel like they're being spoken to by someone who cares about their best interests, someone who knows them, knows their habits, knows what they like. We always say that one of the biggest one of the biggest things in the highly competitive world of e-commerce right now is the customer experience. When a customer feels like they're being heard, they're being cared for, um, the company you know has their best interests in mind, the customer has a good experience, you know, can track their package, has an easy way to communicate with the company. When all those things are in line and a, and a customer loves the product, it's like that is the ultimate win-win, you know, A plus B equals C, right? Like that is that is absolutely the winning combination. So, so interesting. Um, let's talk a little bit. I know we already talked about it, but, you know, this idea, I, idea of identifying cross-sell and upsell. Yeah opportunities. Segmenting seems like a very easy, easy way to do that. Um, but also I would think just the follow-up, um, as I mentioned, when someone gets a product, the follow-up after they've received Mm. the product is probably incredibly important as well. Wouldn't you agree? I think, I think so. Um, and cross sells and upsells, I think are where a brand is going to make most of their money. Uh, mm-hmm. Either that or with sort of repeat purchases if they're a subscription company. Yeah. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but something like 40 to 50% of a brand's revenue comes from maybe 5% of customers. It's like this really small group of people are the ones who are buying everything. So you have to make sure that you're cross-selling to them and incentivizing them to make these purchases. Um, so there's, you know, there's, if you think about it, you mentioned sort of how do you follow up with somebody? Let's say they make their first purchase. How do you how do you follow up with them to make sure that they stay engaged, they stay active, and then they come back and buy? Well, there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, as you mentioned, I think the customer experience is a big thing. What we're advocating for and what we're seeing a lot of people do these days is telling their brand story. So if you're a first-time purchaser or if you just kind of come into somebody's uh, newsletter, it would be awesome to see you know the brand drip out maybe two or three emails over the course of the first week talking about how they got started or maybe a message from the founder, just building up the relationship. And then let's say you buy a product. After you buy that product, you know, you're going to want to say, all right, well, I've obviously got my thank you email. I've got my shipping confirmation, but you're also going to want to see, okay, what do I do next? You know, is this product a one-time thing? If so, maybe I don't need to hear from you, but if it's something that can be, you know, something that I might need to buy once every month or once every couple of months, it's really important for the brand to remind me or to just send me an email that says, hey, look, these are other things that you might care about. Uh, so from an AI perspective, so from a, like identifying uh, who's interested in a cross-sell, there's a couple ways to do it. The easiest way is kind of what people have done in the past, which is, hey, I know my product catalog. I know that people who buy this product are probably interested in buying this one. And so you send those people an email. Um, today, the way we do this with AI is we basically find like 80 to 90 different data points on all your customers, on everybody. You know, we find everything that we know about these folks. And it sounds really big brothery and it, you know, maybe it kind of is, but it's, be- it's better for you as a customer. That's kind of what I'll go with. Find yeah. all these data points. And we use it to basically train this AI model, this big math equation to say, okay, these are the things that we know about these people. Use that. And then we also know that they went on to do this, these things. Go find the patterns in all these data points. And then once you find the patterns, just apply them to everybody that you have today. And so then you're going to say, okay, well, we have found that there's, you know, these, all these patterns. And we find that if we apply them to the to people we have today, then we know that, you know, this guy's probably going to buy this product. This person's probably not going to buy this product. And so then from a cross-sell perspective, 
uh, you have an indication of who's interested in what, and then you as the marketer can go and send them emails or SMS messages. SMS mm -hmm. works truly, truly well for this stuff. Um, you guys should definitely check out Engage for that. And just start to figure out how do you, you know, how do you get that product in front of the person who's most likely to buy it? And do you provide a discount code? And maybe you should provide this product not only in one email and SMS, but also on, on social media. And so then your your job as a marketer doesn't necessarily need to be jumping into Excel and crunching a bunch of numbers. It can be thinking about how do I best reach this human being and what's the messaging I can use to, uh, to get them to buy. So funny, you read my mind as you were kind of wrapping up your thought there. You're like, email marketing works great for this and SMS marketing works so good for this. Can it we does. just talk? I mean, we're super excited because we just launched our SMS messaging for Shopify app. And of course, at the end of the show, I'll just run through how everybody can find that and, and do a free trial on that, of course. But can you share with me a little bit um, about when you started using SMS for your clients and helping them get into the world of SMS messaging or SMS marketing? If you immediately saw that there was a difference in SMS versus email um, based on open rates and based on engagement and based on, of course, the follow through. Yeah you know, the uh, actual purchase. Did you immediately see that there were these great differences and the SMS was truly a, a standout thing? Or being that obviously SMS messaging has really grown in the last two years, has it been something that slowly you've been seeing the uptick and slowly you've been seeing, you know, that it's super successful? Was it like this immediate thing? You're like, oh my gosh, like this is a gold mine situation or was it like kind of a slow thing because you've been doing it for, yeah. you know, a while? I think back in, you know, 2019, you heard about it, maybe a couple of people asked about it, but, you know, back, even back then we didn't have our plugins to the SMS tools that we plug into now. And we, we, it wasn't a big deal. Like they said, oh, you don't plug into these guys. Okay, that's fine. And then 2020 rolled around and like, Hey, I really couldn't use, you know, this integration so I can send this SMS message. Like, it's awesome that you guys do email, but can you add this SMS message? And then 2021, it was just like, Hey, you know, we got to use this. We got to have this before I can start talking to you guys. Um, and so maybe about a year and a half ago, it, it, our clients started asking for it in earnest, um, asking for the, for the integrations between our product, which creates and creates all these segments based on AI and predicts what you're going to do based on AI and plugs that into your SMS tool. And so what's interesting is clients, the e-commerce brands are just now getting into or have been getting into SMS for the past year and a half. And a lot of them are still figuring this out themselves. Um, and what we find is that clients who have never used it before, think of SMS like they do email. And so what do I mean by that? Um, you mentioned open rates are much higher. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. they are much higher. So clients might be sending 100, like, you know, an SMS every day. And they're like, well, if I'm getting these amazing open rates, you know, I should be able to send all of these messages and, and drive people to, um, to, to open my messages. That's true. But SMS has, you know, these character counts and these space counts. And so you have to think about SMS as a specific type of channel. This channel works extremely well to drive sales. It works extremely well when you are reaching people who who want to be who want to hear from you. People love to hear from the brands that they like. Um, but you can't spam people, and you can't use an SMS to send like a ten thousand word essay. Sometimes client it sounds it sounds simple, but clients don't always get this. So you have to, from our perspective, we plugged into the tools, but we also had to educate clients on saying, look, you should probably send one SMS campaign to this group of people who are likely to buy this product. Like a month or something, right? Or a week, exactly. At most, like a, at most, like a week. Um, yeah. You can send another SMS message to this different group of people 
people are likely to buy this product, or maybe these people are, are, are maybe likely to never come back again. And so you should send them a discount, but don't send the same discount to everybody every two days and send like everything in your product catalog. And so from our perspective, SMS works great when you're strategic about it mm -hmm. and personalizing your SMS messages is a really good way to be strategic about it. And so that's how we would recommend uh, folks to use your app and folks to use SMS messaging is to really think about what's the best way to make the use, make the most use of one message to my customers. And what do I want to get out of it? Do that really, really well and space it out over time. I think that's really good advice because I do feel like when it comes to messaging and marketing campaigns, more true than ever before is that saying you only get one chance to make a first impression. I have had companies SMS message me like five times in a week before, and I've only purchased one product from them and I'm just starting to try the product. So I don't even know if I like it. I don't even know if I would buy more stuff. And I've, oh my gosh, like it's you again. It's you again. Ugh, ugh. And then like by day four, I'm like, stop. I don't want to know about you. I'm just give me a minute, you know? So I think it is really important. And I think that's great that you brought that up, that it's, it's, it's your chance to shine, but you have to be strategic about it. You have to plan it properly and you have to not abuse the channel yeah. because just like a crazy ex-boyfriend that won't stop texting you all the time, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And also like that whole, like people want what they can't have. If you're like too yeah. available as a brand and you're too overwhelming and you're too in someone's face, that's a turnoff just in general human nature. Right. But you pop in a once every two weeks promo code for a product that you know that they've already purchased and that they love. I mean, then it's like gold. Then you're, someone's like, oh, wow, I actually was going to buy this anyway. Now I got a promo code. This is great. You know, so it's that yeah, glass slipper. You have to be the glass slipper that fits perfectly Super. on the Cinderella and not just be this. It's just crazy. It's it, it, it's just interesting, like the spectrum. And some companies, I think, get it probably with help from someone like yourself and your brand and your company. And then some companies don't quite get it. Um and we, we hate to think that they ruin it for everybody, but, yeah. you know, we're all going to start to get accustomed to these messages and quickly opt out when we start to feel like a company is taking advantage of the channel, you know? Yeah. Well, this, yeah. this has been fascinating. I feel like we're just, you know, scratching the tip of the iceberg. Um, this has been really great though. Let's, let's talk a little bit uh, before I let you go about how the audience can connect with you. If they were very interested in today's topic, they want to connect with you, um, maybe come on board and get some help from your company. Can I share your LinkedIn link for the audience? Please. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. You guys can connect with Shanif and I'll spell out his name for you. He's on LinkedIn, S-H-A-N-I-F-D-H-A-N-A-N-I, Shanif Danani. And let's talk a little bit about, you know, kind of the, the client that you're currently helping at Aptio. I know you said e-commerce brand owners and marketers. If someone's listening to this show, maybe they've got a Shopify store, maybe they're new to Shopify and they're just getting going and they want to bring on a company to help them with their marketing campaign and their strategy. Who is the ideal client that would, yeah. would work for, uh, your company to help our you know from our perspective uh we do a little bit of work with sort of new customers who are just getting up and running our ideal customers definitely folks on shopify but we do work with you know big commerce woocommerce whatever you've got um we like to see folks who've kind of got uh, at least maybe a few hundred orders in the past so that our ai can actually learn the patterns 
um, ah, from their customers. Yeah. And the cross-selling works really well if you've got more than you know 10 or 20 products. And so we, we love working with sort of folks who are selling direct to consumer, uh, fashion, food, retail, cosmetics. These are companies that we'd love to work with who've been around for maybe a year or two at least and you know sort of got that data, but they don't know what to do with it yet. And so from our perspective, that's where we could really help. Um, and if you're listening to the show, we'll be happy to set you up on an extended free trial as well, just to you know say as thank you uh, to Engage. Thank you to, to you, Marissa. We just want to make sure that we're uh, reaching out as much as we can to your audience. Perfect. So if you're listening and that is you, if you heard if you heard your business mentioned in his descriptive words, business, uh, whether it's fashion or food, uh, uh, maybe you've been around for a year, you've got some orders, you've got some data, you're not sure what to do with it. Check out www.apteo, that's A-P-T-E-O dot C-O. And of course, Shanif Danani, it has been a pleasure to have you here on the show. Right. Any parting words for our audience as I let you get on with your, your busy day over there in New York? You said the sun's shining today in New York. I'm happy to hear that. It's shining here right. in Minnesota yeah. too. It's finally shining here. We were talking about this, you know, before the show. I, I've been to Minnesota a couple of times, beautiful in the summer, but summer apparently doesn't start until August, like here in New York. And so <laughs> it's great. It's great to see the sun. Uh, Marissa, thank you so much uh, for the time. Really had a great, great, great time on the show. Super fun. Um, if there's ever anything I can help with, if anybody has any questions, it doesn't even need to be about e-commerce, it can be about AI, about data. Um, Feel free to reach out, especially if you're a founder of an of a brand or a startup that's up and coming. I just I love helping folks out who are just starting out their business or trying to run a business because it, it is tough and I know how bad it is. So, just wanted to say thank you. Um, it's and it's great to be able to enjoy the sun and I had a great time on the show. I really appreciate the time. Uh, well, we appreciated you. I think that your past roles, you know, lead engineer of analytics, you know, data data scientist, software engineer, you know, Twitter, uh, now being the founder of your own company, I think you bring a really unique skill set and background to your role. And uh, it's apparent from your um, from our talk today that you know what you're doing, right? And one of the things we always say here at Engage, for founders and small business owners, right, especially if e-commerce is new, focus on what you do well, right, as a founder, as a creator, and then seek out companies like yours, Shanif, that do something very, very well and, and utilize that because we have all know that we can't do everything. And sometimes founders don't want to like let go of control, but they will grow faster and they will benefit so much when they delegate the right tasks to the right companies, just like, you know, taking Apteo for a ride. So this has been great. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I want to wish you a wonderful rest of your summer. And if you're open to it, I'd love to have you back on the show, uh, maybe later in the fall for another topic. I would be honored. Thank you so much. And thanks again for having me. I, I look forward to that. Absolutely. Have a wonderful summer. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and experience on AI and improving and personalizing the customer experience. As always. Thanks, we're giving everybody here the best uh, information and the best insights we can when it comes to e-commerce and digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Thank you so much, Shani. Have a great day. Thanks. What an awesome show. I've wanted to bring somebody on board for this podcast series to talk about AI and, and really talk about how you can use AI to personalize your customer experience and really help with your marketing strategy. Shanif from Aptio was the perfect guest to do that. So listen, if you're listening to today's show, if you found the information interesting to you, if you'd like to learn more about other topics as they pertain to e-commerce and digital marketing, check out all of our podcasts. We have a series of podcasts in our podcast library. You can, you can go to www.nga.com 
gge.com forward slash podcast dash library to find all of our previous shows. And we do cover a variety of topics, but this year, again, focusing on Shopify and e-commerce and of course, improving that customer experience. Also, if you're interested in joining me on a future episode of Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, feel free to drop me an email or connect with me on LinkedIn and drop me a note. You can email me at marissa.m at engage.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn by searching the Marissa Morgan, M-A-R-I-S-S-A-M-O-R-G-A-N. Check me out there as well. And one last reminder that we are super excited to have just launched our Engage SMS marketing, SMS messaging for Shopify app. And you can find out more about that at www.engage.com. Please visit engage.com. All you have to do is put in your phone number and you can get a nice trial of, or a demo, I should say, of our new app. And you can sign up for a free 30-day trial as well. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to thank you so much for joining me for today's show with Shanith Danani from Aptio. I look forward to seeing you for our next show. Have a great day, everybody.